Welcome back, everybody, to the Heavy Duty Dealership Talk podcast. Real quick, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listening to the show. I recently just went over to the analytics on just where we're at from when we started to where we're at today. And I've looked at the Spotify impressions. I looked at the number of plays all time, the plays per episode. And honestly, I didn't really expect the numbers to be where we're at right now. So probably around April or May. I truly don't know where the show is going to go. I, I can just tell you that I enjoy doing it. I'm having fun doing this. I love getting the message out there, and I've received a lot of feedback. Yes, some negative, but again, like I said a few podcasts ago, haters going to hate, so let them do that while I'm going to keep putting out good material and hopefully touch a few more people along the way, and I don't mean that literally. But, all right, today's topic we're going to go over is positive work culture. Now, when I say that, what does it mean to you, and what do the employees really expect when I say positive work culture? Does positive work culture mean free donuts on Friday? Does it mean, hey, we get a pizza party once a month. We're hitting our goal. No, I tell you what. It probably means, hey, give me uh, some free hats and some free shirts from the company just to show our appreciation for those employees. Well, it's really not what I'm looking for, to be honest with you. Although those aren't bad ideas, that's not what I'm trying to get across. So some of the biggest things that I would always try to coach my management staff is working with your employees on things that happen outside of work. Let me give you a few examples on what I mean by that. Kid has a soccer game, um, doctor's appointment. Heck, you might have a sick child at home. Things that are going on in these people's lives. Now, remember, these people are the reason why you as a manager have your job or you as an employer, you know, why you're still in business. Without them, there's no us. I remember saying this to an old boss many, many years ago. And uh, one of the comments that was made to me was, you do realize the more they make, the less you and I make. And I remember my response was just super quick. And I said, well, without them, there's no us. So I, I, I do believe in that, um, and I'm never going to ever let that go. So one of the things that I, always, I would always, wow, I just pulled a Joe Biden right there. I would always, I would always, one of the things I would always preach to my management staff is to work with your employees, not just inside the doors, but to work with them outside the doors as well. Show that we truly do appreciate them, and we would do any and everything we can to work with them and try to accommodate them as much as we possibly can. That is the best way to create a positive work culture for your employees. So, yes, it is okay to show appreciation for the group as a group with pizza and donuts and things like that. But if you have individuals that are really pushing a team along or really helping the department get past the goal line, do everything you can for those individuals to just show some appreciation. I've seen some companies that have given out plaques, uh, employee of the month. I've seen some companies that have done some uh, extra incentives for employees for hitting a certain threshold, whether it's sales, whether it's uh, gross profit, whether it's a number of tickets made or phone calls answered, things like that. But do what you can to let those employees know that they are appreciated for everything they are doing for you month in and month out. So one of the biggest mistakes I would see a lot of managers make in creating a negative work culture is inconsistency. I know a sales manager today that is doing this, and I can tell you he probably has only about 80 to 85% of his employees GPS, while the other employees aren't GPSed. I know the same sales manager requires salesmen to send call reports in every Friday once a week or every other week while other salesmen don't have to do any call reports at all. This is the biggest form of inconsistency and I can tell you that this will bring the morale down once those employees talk to each other and guys you have to understand that all employees speak to one another even if they're at different locations 
three, four hours away. They're going to talk amongst themselves. These guys create their little group texts or group chats, and they talk amongst themselves about what's going on over here, what's going on over there, and how do you think it's going to make them feel when they realize that this employee doesn't have a GPS on their vehicle, but I do. You're monitoring what time I start, what time I end, how long my lunch periods are, while the other employee doesn't have anything on their vehicle. And your response is, well, the ownership said they didn't have to have one on theirs. So what does that say about the ownership and what does that say about the company? This is the easiest way to make your company vulnerable to a lot of negative things, if you know what I mean. So I can tell you right now that this is a good example of inconsistency and in how to create a negative work culture amongst your employees. So my opinion on that topic is either they all have GPSs or none of them have a GPS on their vehicles. They all turn in call reports or none of them turn in call reports, but don't make this individual do something that this other individual doesn't have to do. Now, I do understand that you may want to give a little extra rope to the top salesman or salesman that have been doing it a long time, but this is completely different than giving the salesman a little bit longer leash on certain things with pricing or letting them pick up a core, or give a core credit or things like that. This is completely different than what I'm speaking of. What I'm speaking of right now is just creating a negative work culture and not really being a good manager and allowing people to get away with certain things and then have the audacity to blame ownership and say, well, this is what they said. This isn't on me. That's signs of a weak leader and that's signs of somebody that just wants to point the blame to somebody else and not take responsibility for not making these adjustments or not pushing the needle and getting things done equally across the board. So the next thing I'm going to say on creating a negative work culture is self-entitlement. Now, what I mean by that is, have you ever had a manager that would tell you something like, because I said so, or because I'm the boss? Have you ever had any managers that would give themselves a name like, call me boss, or call me jefe, or heck, call me HBIC? If you don't know what that means, just Google that one. Now, do you think that's going to create a positive work culture in your environment or amongst your department by giving yourself names like that or by talking to people that way? So I'd always make it a point to coach my management staff to work with your employees and to be considerate on what was going on outside of work. Give you a good example. If you are asking the parts department to come in and help put up stock, every now and then a warehouse can get back up with stock orders. And guess what? The warehouse guys just can't get caught up. So you're going to ask everybody in the department to stay late or to come in early just to put in some extra time and helping get any stock put up. Now, what I would always tell my management staff was to give your employees at least a one week notice so they can make some adjustments on what's going on in their world. I'd never like being forceful on it. I'm just being honest. Um, some managers can get burned on this, but me personally, I never was burned because I always felt like I always had a good atmosphere and good people that, that worked underneath me. So I never had to be forceful with things, but I've seen some managers that said it's mandatory Saturday, no if, and, or buts, you better be here. And then I've also seen on those particular Saturdays where they were forcing everybody to come in, but yet they didn't come in. Not true leadership right there. But if you're going to do something like that, uh, expect a negative pushback or expect some negativity. And honestly, that is going to create a negative work culture. Now, there will be some people that will try to take advantage of, oh, I can't make it Saturday or I can't make it Tuesday. I can't make it Wednesday. Then, yeah, you might have to be a little bit forceful with it. Um, but me personally, I'd always dedicate a certain amount of time that I'm going to require everybody to come in. Hey, whether it's two hours this week or uh, four hours or whatever it may be, I will sometimes, most of the time, let the employees pick the day what works best for them. If they have things going on on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, then I'll say, hey, come in Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, or heck, you can come in on Saturday. That is just me. But again, I've never really been burned by that. 
Um, but I never was a fan of forcing employees to come in at a certain day and a certain time because it just shows some inconsideration from you to them. And again, the whole idea of all this is to try to bring a positive work culture and just to let the team know that you do appreciate them. Keep in mind, they're not happy if they're selling parts or they're an outside sales rep that they have to come work the warehouse for two hours or four hours a week. So they're already going to be a bit unhappy about it. So do the best you can and just trying to work with them on their schedule. Another thing I want to bring up is, um, I guess it ties in a little bit of the self-entitlement, but just negativity on a group chat. If you as a leader have a group chat going on, or how you could communicate with your staff, your entire warehouse, your drivers, or whoever it is on there, one thing you don't want to do is call somebody out on that group chat just because you're the boss. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, when everybody sees how an individual may be called out or sees how somebody may be talked to, that is definitely going to kill the vibe or kill the culture really, really quick amongst your team. Heck, you're probably going to lose your team by just being that way. So please think about these things if you're trying to create that positive work culture. And remember, be consistent, everybody. Please be as consistent as you can across the board if you truly want to create that positive work culture. All right, so now it's uh, my favorite part of the show to go over a little bit of dirt of the day. So before we get started, let's hit it with a... An employee was giving his login information to the competitor. With that login information, the competitor was given access to look up our parts by our VIN numbers. The competitor was able to see what we were paying for each individual part number. And the competitor was also able to see what the customer's pricing was for a lot of these parts or for all of the parts. So guess what? When we're going up against this particular competitor, we were losing a lot of quotes to them. Well, they had the, the playbook. I mean, they knew exactly what our customers were paying. They knew what we were going to bid. It's like they had everything in front of them. When we confronted the employee, we were told that the competitor had the login information for more than 10 years. Now, I don't want to go into too much detail on how we were able to catch this employee, but I can tell you that with a little help from the OE, a little help from the business system, and a little help from some IT people, we were able to figure out and pinpoint the address where those logins were being opened up at. And it also showed us how many times each day the login was being done. And on average for this particular login, it was being opened up at least 45 to 50 times each day that this competitor was logging in and reviewing pricing and things like that for all of our customers. Now, because of this, we were able to, I guess, our, I guess you can say our guard was up. We decided to do an evaluation on the entire parts department, and we started looking at everybody's logins to see what was being shared. And guess what? We found somebody else that did the same exact thing to a completely different competitor. Now, where's the dirt in all this? Well, here's the dirt. One of those employees lost their job for it, and the other employee didn't lose his job for it. Again, the same exact thing was done. I gave this competitor my login. Another employee says, I gave this competitor my login. So one employee loses their job because of it, and the other doesn't lose their job for it. And that other employee that didn't lose his job had later on down the road got promoted to being a parts manager, believe it or not. So that's all I got for you today. So please email us at hgd at outlook.com if you have anything you want us to uh, topics you want us to bring up or if you have any of the dirt of the day issues that you want to shed some light on again i may not want to know all the specifics about it but please send us that information and always check out the website at hddealershipconsulting.com i appreciate you again and have a good one